beautiful people welcome to yet another episode of this thing called life my name is neville scott and i am your host i am quite excited about today's episode for we get to talk about mental health rather i get to share a few of my reflections on the issue that is mental health it's a, it's, it's an interesting issue because you have some people who believe it is all as come it is all a scam <laughs> whereas other people believe um, other people understand that it truly is a thing i fall on the latter and that's kind of what we'll talk about today i'll share a few experiences and this con- conversation i hope will continue further so sit back relax and enjoy so this one time is flying from salt lake uh, to Dallas, Salt Lake in Utah to Dallas, right? And on the flight, I sat next to this lady. Naturally, we struck up a conversation, a wonderful conversation it was. I think I initiated that conversation and the reason why I did that was because I felt the lady seemed, um, sad is the word, I, I think that's how it seemed to me when, when, when I initiated the conversation. Now we get into it, right? And uh, the lady eventually reveals to me that uh, she was a victim of uh, um, some 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 sexual malpractice of a certain kind, and um, she'd gotten pregnant in the process. Uh, prior, she used to live in Los Angeles, right? And she's currently transitioning to Dallas, uh, Fort Worth specifically, which is in the DFW metroplex. And she was expecting a baby, right? And so she felt, uh, she said she felt a lot of shame, especially um, because uh, the clique that she kept in uh, Los Angeles were not really, you know, the, the, the nature of people who she felt would be understanding. And uh, she felt like there'd be a lot of ridicule that came with her being expectant. And it was a wonderful conversation. And I remember listening keenly to this lady um, and I felt for her right i empathized with her i felt so much compassion for her this was someone who'd left all her life behind the life that she'd known for the last she was 22 when we met right and she'd lived pretty much in los angeles all her life now her mother lived in fort worth and she was going to live with her mother and that was the plan right but anyway this was someone who had decided to live the life that she'd known behind um all the friends all the social life all the social activities all the things that she did in los angeles and she wanted to start afresh and the reason why she was doing that of course was be because of reasons beyond her control and i I felt for her so so deeply right and i looked right at her and i said man don't worry about it i know you'll kill it right (laughs) so that's what i said to her and she looked at me weirdly she, she, she looked at me in a way that, uh, that, 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 that told me she was extremely confused. She looked at me in a way that made me know that I'd said something completely off. And she was like, hey, what did you say to me? Looked right back at her and I said, hey, I know you'll kill it. So don't worry about it. You know, there's so much life ahead of you. So don't worry. This is just the beginning. Let's go. And then I realized what I'd just said right it hit me that this was someone who's expecting and this was someone whose um situation was a bit interesting right she'd uh she was a victim of course she was a, a victim and i believe her when she said that and and she was leaving everything behind and she'd met this stranger on a flight and she'd opened up to this stranger 
And this stranger had the guts to look at her right in the eye and tell her that she was going to kill it. It hit me how vague what I'd said was. And the interpretation that she'd gone with was uh, that she was going to get rid of the baby, which is not where her mind was at that point in time. She decided that she was going to keep the baby, right? And I said that she was going to kill the baby, or rather that's what she had me say. Now I had to get into this whole clarification thing where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I meant you're going to be an awesome mother. You're going to kill it with this mothering thing. And then that's exactly what I meant. You know, like when someone someone is like, hey, I have an exam coming up. And then you say to them, I believe you're going to kill it. Or someone is like, I have such a, I have an interview. I have, you know, such a significant mountain to climb. And you're like, yeah, I believe in you. I know you're going to kill it. And, and, and so that's what I meant. But that's not what she had. And I had to work so extremely hard uh, to regain her trust. And she eventually got to Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. Um, and we hang out a couple of times. And uh, yeah, we, we, we hang out, we went out, we became friends. Um, she nursed uh, the pregnancy um, until she was ready to you know, bring the baby forth. And that she did. And she moved back to Los Angeles and we're currently good friends. And I'm actually the baby's godfather. <laughs> uh, I think that gives it away. Yeah, she's Italian and so she believes 100% in the whole um, godfather thing, which is wonderful because I am... Yeah, how old is she now? She's 24 and I'm 25. Yikes. Yeah, and I'm a godfather of, uh, of, of this child whose mother I met on a flight while I was traveling from Salt Lake um, to Dallas. But I, I tell this story because I've been deeply reflecting on how we need to put more thoughts into our words, into whatever we say, when we are conversing with people who, whose predicament or whose predicaments differ from ours, or when we're conversing with people in a different situation than we are, right? And most of the time, we do not think much about it. Most of the time, we do not think. Most of the time, we do not pay enough attention to truly listen to what's being said to us. And that's difficult. I remember, and this is a tragic story, um, my class teacher uh, back in high school, my class teacher who really rooted for me in, in moments when I went through my own mental difficulties and things of that ilk, he was there for me. And um, he encouraged me so much that I, I attribute a lot of my high school success, right? The success that I had in high school to this gentleman, right? And I left high school, I graduated high school in 2015, and then I moved on to other things. We were friends on Facebook and things started panning out all right for me. And she'd reach, he'd reach out occasionally, he'd be like, Neville, I always believed in you. Neville, I knew you'd become something in quotes. I, I don't know what he meant by something <laughs> because I, I, I do not like to think that I've achieved much, but uh, was very encouraged by the success that he'd see me post on Facebook, right? Uh, the success that he'd see me parade on, on, on Facebook and stuff. And what I did not realize that beneath this encouragement, um, the class teacher, uh, my former class teacher, was actually screaming for help. He was screaming for help. Now, there were things that today, if I go back, if I revisit that conversation, the conversations that we had, the conversations that he initiated out of nowhere, like, hey, 
can we have a call hey i called your mom to let her know that your progress encourages me so much hey neville you know in moments when i have my bad days i think about how you turned out and that encourages me to keep pushing but i think because of the power dynamics in place i never stopped to consider that uh, this class teacher also may have needed help now sometime during the pandemic i received a text uh, from another teacher of mine who knew that i was close to mr kevin and and and, and mr joffrey who was the teacher who reached out he told me that uh, mr kevin went missing and uh, a search party had been initiated and people were looking for mr kevin a week down the line mr kevin's shoes were found abandoned by a river now the search party had been searching for a while and they tracked his location and then and, and the last uh, location the, the last location pinged by his mobile phone was by this river at which they found his shoes abandoned right and a week down the line um mr kevin's body was recovered um from from uh, the river it was uh, in a bad way um and and so the the investigative team concluded that mr kevin had succumbed um to internal and external forces of uh, the mental kind um and so he'd taken his life and he was no more and it was at that point that he revisited this the the, the conversations that we were having with with mr kevin conversations that we had with mr kevin when he'd reached out on uh, social media and it hit me so very clearly that the guy was screaming for help i was too caught up in my success i was too caught up in the grandiosity of whatever success he believed he could attribute to you know me whatever however he thought as being successful uh, music school whatever idea the other and whenever he'd well, whenever he'd compliment me in compliment, compliment, whatever, whenever, whenever he'd throw, whenever he'd throw those compliments my way, I paid too much attention to the compliment. I can even go as far as saying I was too selfish. It's too selfish as everything revolved around me. And then back then, I'd meet about two, three years ago, um, maybe even four years ago, everything revolved around me, and because of that, I didn't realize that this guy was screaming for help and uh, since i got with them you know i got in touch with the wife and um try to by try to help um pian there behind he leaves um beautiful family um a few kids and it's it's difficult this is such a difficult story because when stories such as this are told it's easier to for people to feel like the person who succumbed was um was uh, selfish right but see if the person who succumbed did not care about whatever is leaving behind but that is rarely ever the truth i say this all the time that life is difficult and we do not need we don't have to understand whatever other people are going through we don't have to understand it's not necessary for us to understand, but we must always acknowledge that even if the experiences, even if whatever they're going through is beyond what we can comprehend, that they are still 
having a human experience that's valid. That indeed they're having a human experience that's valid. One of my closest friends, um, one of my closest friends, um, a really close friend of mine, man, um, he recently went through a very intense season of experiencing a lot of uh, mental anguish, right? But before that, I think in 2019, 2020, he reached out, um, the, this friend reached out and um, he was sharing, um, he was telling me about experiencing a ton of depression. Now that was about four or five years ago, four, five, three years ago. Um, now he reaches out and he opened up and this is a gentleman, this is a guy, this is a perfect gentleman right well dressed well spoken well put together physically fit yada 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 right i say this because for gentlemen myself included it is extremely difficult to reach out when we go through moments of that kind because there's the assumption that reaching out weakens you we're reaching out makes you inferior reach you reaching out uh, what's that word uh, <laughs> emasculate <laughs> Oh, please don't come at me, man. That's a joke. Um, but reaching out weakens you in a way or two. It makes you inferior to other people. And so that's why we do not. But this guy, who's a perfect gentleman in all standards, could um, he afforded the confidence to to reach out to me and I know it, it, it I know I know it took a lot because I've, I've I've known this guy for a while reached out and i remember you know initially was like hey bro what's up what's going on please talk to me i'm here for you man i'm here for you uh and he shared whatever he shared it's like man don't let that don't let that defeat you you know you're this whatever of a man right you're this <laughs> what is the word i used i can't remember the word i used but it was uh, it was something along the lines of you're this pinnacle you know you're this epic whatever of a man and you can't let depression get to you you know uh you're strong uh you have uh done this xyz in the past you know you encouraged me so much and and and, and you're xyz but so you can't allow yourself to be depressed because so many people depend on you look at your parents you know they depend on you they're completely dependent on you what about your siblings they all are dependent on you so bro get out of it yada 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 and i went on and i realized that he wasn't responding anymore right he wasn't responding to uh whatever he's saying because this 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 conversation was happening uh via text right and so he stopped responding and i'm like uh did i say anything wrong and never responded and a week down the line he, he reached out and he said neville i you're not listening to me you were not listening you felt like you had an idea of me and and then whatever's trying to share with you did not quite wasn't quite in line with the idea that you had about me with the idea with the idea that you you had conceptualized about me and and, and you're not listening and i just wanted to know that you could see me that you could hear me that you could understand that is having a trough and back then i was defensive right and sadly that that that's 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 human it's human to be defensive it's human to be like no you know that's not what i meant no you're also not listening to me no this is this is the point that i was trying to put across you know all that stuff but as i've grown older 
I've realized that this guy was right. I wasn't listening. There are just things that you don't need to say. There are just things that you did not say at all. You do not say that to someone who's in the trenches, right? You do not say that at all. Never. That, that's something that should never be said. I remember recently, not too long ago, um, I had a similar situation with the, with with with, with uh, a few friends of mine. Uh, I'd gone through a season of a similar kind, and it was very difficult for me to show up and show out and to continue engaging in social um, activities with this, you know, friends group. And so I was informed that uh, that uh, that they wanted to have a meeting, right? And when that meeting was scheduled, I'd kind of learned a thing or two about what was going on. Man, it was very dark. I was extremely depressed, man. I was extremely depressed. Uh, it was difficult for me to get up. It was difficult for me to play music. It was difficult for me to consistently do things that I usually enjoy doing. Waking up is one of them. Um, cleaning is another. Uh, dressing up and dressing well is another. Um clean brushing my teeth man i'm very conscious about uh breath stuff i always have gum but uh, in that season i could not do that right going out hanging out with the said friends right it, there, there's just so many things that i enjoy so much that he wasn't able to do now this meeting is scheduled and i show up and uh when 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 that meeting was scheduled i had learned a, a thing or two about what was you know causing me to behave in that way of course depression was one of the things that had learned and then and just some other you know mental challenges that were going on so i showed up and 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 then they, they said neville we haven't been seeing you you haven't been coming to class you know what's going on and i think one of them said you know if you do not come to class it, it was more of a point on there's a consequence to you know delinquency <laughs> why do i have to truancy i feel like that's a better word right that truancy if you the, the truantic behavior or truantic truantic behaviors and uh, tru truantic behaviors have their consequences to define truancy is not going to class not going to school uh without any reason so that's that that was kind of the discourse that uh, the conversation had taken and then I shared um, a bit of what was going on. I was like, hey, it's been very dark. It's been very difficult. I have been in a very intense season. I feel like I've been so extremely depressed um, and I'm just coming out of it and I'm looking forward to um, you know, coming out and blah, blah, blah. And I think what they said was, which, which I, I see the sense in whatever they said, but I struggled to understand it. I struggled with it so much. Uh, one of the things was we all have our moments when we go through things of that kind. Yeah, and and I think it was something else about, yeah, everybody goes through difficulties, but you have to figure out how to deal with it. And that was disheartening, right? It's more like, man, darkness, <laughs> darkness can be quite engulfing, right? And it can be also be very difficult to understand, especially if you haven't been in the trenches. It's quite something, I tell you. It's quite something. I've done life, I'm doing life with people who have and who continue to experience uh, the, the, the nature of darkness that I speak of. 
I, I know stories have been told. There's been so many stories that have been told. And then and some stories that I know, I, I know of maybe by, you know, virtue of my exposure to the world and, and, and to the said people. It's never comparable and it should never be compared my my shoes and your shoes are completely different right even if we even if our feet are similarly sized um the ancient englishmen have a proverb um that goes the, the, that goes something like this it's only the wearer of the shoes who can understand where the shoes pinches pinches the most yeah that's a proverb it's only the wearer of the shoes who can understand where the shoes pinches the most if someone tells you that it's been extremely dark believe them if someone tells you that they're struggling to get by believe them if someone tells you that the nature of the darkness has been so crippling believe them and if your darkness wasn't as crippling man Man, I am happy for you. Man, let's go. Let's go. But that's not the reality of so very many people that I know. That's not the reality of most of the world. That's not the reality for most of the men who shoulder so much burden and uh, pain. And uh, it's um, difficult and it's compassion helps. I see you helps men that that sucks man how can i help that that helps right but we should never compare we should never be like yeah if my situation was like this and was able to get out of my situation like this so can you because sometimes it doesn't work like that sometimes this darkness is so crippling man and so today's episode was about this man like we should learn to listen we should learn to be present we should learn to see without being shown to listen, without being told. I think the word I'm looking for was to hear without being told, you know, and to shut up when we, when we don't need to say a word, or to shut up when all we need to do is embrace the people, to hold them, uh, to be like, hey man, you know, I'm here now, you know, we are now here for you, right? And uh, let's figure out how to get you out of this funk. That goes a long way goes a long way for people to know that they're seen it goes a long way for people to know that they're hard it goes a long way to, for people to know that they're truly known no fully known and truly loved right now the consequence of that was i started feeling like i was only um transactionally beneficial right that in moments when i was effective socially in moments when um there's so much that i had to give in, in relationships, then there'd be some social acumen that uh, comes with that. But in moments when that lacks for whatever reason, right, and there could be so very many reasons why that would lack, then the reverse was true, right? Then I became some sort of an inconvenience that, uh, that gets coughed out. And it made me really consider a lot of difficult questions on relationships right relationships tend to thrive when convenience is present right we tend to hang out with people who are convenient for us right that is why people from the same race would huddle around each other right uh, people from the same tribe tend to want to stay around each other people with similar likings right 
most of my friends today are musicians. Most of my really close friends are musicians. Why? Because I'm a musician, right? Most of my friends are also engineers. Why? Because I'm in engineering school, right? And so that then becomes convenient because we constantly want to be around people who get us, right? People with whom we have a number of shared interests and stuff. That's convenient. But uh, there comes moments when subtle inconveniences or subtle traits of inconveniences may seep into relationships and that changes things, right? And I'm realizing that I want to be the kind, I, I want to be a friend to people who may not necessarily be convenient for me, right? People who may not necessarily communicate as I do, uh, people who may not necessarily think in a manner similar to mine, right? People who may not necessarily be in professions similar to mine. I want to be that guy because I feel like I understand what it means to be inconvenient. What sometimes a lot of those we deem inconvenient go through. It's terrible, right? I've had moments when I was uh, the most, <laughs> it's going to sound cocky, but uh, I've had moments when I was the most liked um, in, in, in a given setting. And I've also had moments when the exact opposite of that was true, right? And we call that life. You're here today, you're there tomorrow. It's a cycle, right? We call it the cycle of life. Um, one point here, then the other point there right summer and winter i feel like i've made the point but i keep going <laughs> um yes so may we truly learn to listen may we truly learn to see when someone says something that says something that's difficult believe them even if you can't understand and you don't have to understand and maybe swallow that desire to understand because that's pride and it, and it can be i think it's also selfish um, yeah, uh, what else did I want to say? I wanted to tell another story. Yeah, be present um, for your people. Um, go all out, man. Go all out for the people you love. <laughs> I recently, um, uh, I, I tend to enjoy going all out and sometimes it uh, I get in trouble for it um, because people are like, hey, man, why did you X, Y, Z? And I'm like, because they love you and you have a problem with that. <laughs> and they always have a problem with that because society is so normalized, just the, the very basic that, 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 that going to great extents for people is almost unwelcome. It, you know, it makes us want to be like, uh, what's going on? You know, which, which should not be the case, man. I believe that we should shower those we love with love unashamedly make them uncomfortable man and i enjoy doing that all the time i if, if you're in my life you may relate i enjoy making those you know the, the people that i love you know, making them uncomfortable and it's wonderful it's a wonderful experience anyway i feel like i'm not saying anything important now but uh, it's been such a beautiful um as looking forward to recording this episode it has been a different episode as you can probably tell i pray it was beneficial right mental health and issues connected with mental health that's the all real right we'll next talk about ways of dealing with it and, and and some ways of getting out of it um 
yeah some men if you're there if, if if you're there man i i see you i hear you um surround yourself with good people um go work out um try your very best to eat well right try your very best to go out bask in the sun take a stroll right notify people of how you're feeling if you can understand how you're feeling because i know that that's not always a possibility right i know that uh, someone is rooting for you right may not feel like it but someone is beautiful people until next time adios muchachos my name is neville scott and i was your host feel free to share this episode with whoever you feel it may benefit until next time adios muchachos